Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest. My name is Bonnie. I'm the director of the Dayland Memorial Library, and with me today is Joanne, Good. our children's program director. Good morning. Good morning. And Amy, our interlibrary loan specialist. Good morning. And believe it or not, we are trying to produce this podcast alone today, so forgive us. We're doing um, a great job. Madison Safer, our library assistant, is on her way here today, but this is going to be her last visit with us. Oh, oh we're so, so sad. sad. She's Thanks. leaving. I know, just when we get a good one, it always happens, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah, so uh, we are on the hunt for a new part-time library assistant here at the library, uh, we have been very lucky to find a variety of talented people in the past who've done this job, and each one of them has made the place a little bit better. So we are now accepting applications for, drum roll, <laughs> a part-time, perfect, uh, a part-time library assistant. The hours are in the evening from 3 to 8 on Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday, and then Saturday from 10 to 1. That's a short, short It is. So we're gig. looking for somebody who likes night work, yep. right? Yep. Maybe you have a part-time job during the day and you want to combine and just double up and get a little bit more money in the evening, or you are a student. How about that? A student who a just student. takes one silly class a day and you need money. Maybe you're a para at the school. Maybe you're a para And you want to like ride your bicycle over here. Doesn't it sound pretty? Oh, who that on sounds... Main Street could just walk down here? That oh, would be fun. Oh, there's so many possibilities. Right? I love being able to walk here from work. All right. So hopefully we're catching someone's attention. Uh, we do have the job posted on the library website. You can email me a resume or an interest letter or just come in and just do an audition right here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bonus uh, points for tap dancing. That's right. And we're always looking for someone um, a little bit creative because this library is a little bit different than a regular library. So, of course, you have to know how to shelve books and check books in and out, but mm -hmm. you might need to glue and glitter a little bit. A little? A little bit. We like and that a little bit. We need someone 18 or older because you're going to be managing the teen person. So, I can't have two teenagers here. That sounds like trouble, right? I'm sure they would <laughs> like it. I think they would like it. Right. So, if you're interested in working at the library, the Dayland Memorial Library, join us. Podcast experience optional, but man, we're going to miss that. <laughs> I know it. She's Whoa. so good at this, and she really helped us get it started. So um, she'll be here in a little bit. Um, we're going to keep going with some of the uh, news around town. But okay. I'm going to recap February a little bit. We kept love in our hearts we during did. budget season, mm -hmm. and we got mm -hmm. through that portion. And all the budget numbers are included in the town report, which is here. If you need one, we have them at the library. I read my copy front to back. Front to back. Me How too. About, excellent. Yep. So you're all ready for, for voting because ready you've read go. the warrant articles. You're informed about the budget lines. And I'm just going to go um, off script and talk about the cover. How about the cover mm -hmm. of the town report? Beautiful photo. I loved it. Now, we guessed it was going to be a Tim Berry photo, but turns out... We were wrong. We were wrong. It's Earl Rich. Earl, Earl has done many covers in the past. Agreed. He's proud of that. So his mm -hmm. work is on Flickr and mm -hmm. free and available to everybody, and it looks like Joan and Lori uh, picked that. I could be wrong on that, but I'm going to assume because they are the creator of the town report oh. that they chose the photo. I oh, will... they get to pick that? Uh, yeah. I like and that. They, yeah, that's a perk of well, their job. They have to make that whole thing. So mm -hmm. so they might as well be able to pick all the photos. I Correct. bet that's a job. And um, it's actually a picture of Joanne's garden, which is a memorial garden uh, at Lampson Farm. And I am one of the gardeners in that group that maintains that library. So right away when I saw that picture, I sent it out to the gardeners. That garden. Mm -hmm. That garden at that 
spot and um, they were friends with Joanne Griffin and um, this is her memorial garden and so it was exciting for them to see it and uh, in its full bloom all the irises it's so. beautiful do you know when they started that garden so I believe she passed away this is I should know this because I'm one of the keepers but I believe she passed away in the 80s is that possible um, could be possible. Mm, uh, I have to double check. All right. Sorry. I wish I knew. I, I, wish I, knew that, I didn't but, know the answer to. Um, I know she passed away suddenly. So, uh, oh. they created this garden and raised money, and now it's beautiful. Perennial. It garden. is beautiful. So and perfect. a lovely picture. Yes. All right. Other things that happened. Um, uh, February went by pretty quick. No terrible weather. Just a little bit. <laughs> well, are you kidding? <laughs> Right. I think it's over though. Today is 60 degrees know, and it's sunny. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. But this past weekend, we had the New Hampshire Humanities um, program with Rebecca Rule. I loved it. Moved and seconded. Yes, I think yes, we all it was, great. it was awesome and got us in the mood for town meeting. Amy made town meeting cake. It was delicious. Thank it was you. Fun to make. I heard uh, there's rum in there. There is. Maybe that's why it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we put some Girl Scout cookies out because it was National Girl Scout Cookie Weekend. Who knew? And they were selling them here at the library. So we shuffled a couple boxes over there and had town meeting cake. And her talk was just everything. Like it was funny, but it was full of the history of town meeting. Yes. And she has a pretty thick New England accent. So it was <laughs> funny to hear her stories. I could listen to her all day. All day. Yes. Very funny. I thought very entertaining. Very entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I would go see her again. It, mm-hmm. I was going to say that. If you've missed it, um, check the New Hampshire Humanities calendar because I'm sure she's giving this talk in the next two weeks in a couple of places. And she might um, showcase our town meeting. Oh, that's right. She you asked were walking for around. You were walking around because the lights go off at the school if you're not moving. And she took note of that. She laughed. Oh, geez, you I might make know. it in there. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. All right. So um, the the good that came out of that is I think it inspired a lot of people to go to town meeting, not mm-hmm. to miss it. It's a special event, um, always with a little drama, you know, and, and uh, social, a little community mm-hmm. gathering of everybody. But it's important that you go and vote, so we're encouraging you. And it could be a long one this year. You never know. So mm-hmm. bring your knitting, a good book, maybe. Is mm-hmm. it rude to read a book at town meeting? <laughs> maybe. We'll if, it's not, if it's not the town report, it might be rude. Right. I think so. All right. I won't bring a book then. Darn it. All right. Here's some other dates of some events happening around town. I'll just go through them chronologically. Waffle Breakfast is this Saturday, March 7th, and that's at the Mount Vernon Fire Department. It's donation, of course. They put the boot out, put what you want in there, go get a waffle, real maple syrup, delicious, delicious. Um, of course, it's an opportunity for them to showcase uh, any voting items. So the fire truck warrant is a big one this year. So if you have any questions about the fire truck, go to the waffle breakfast. They'll answer them. And usually candidates are there, too, who are running for office. There's no races this year, so, but, oh, yes, Peter Eklund, Peter Eklund is running against Jeanette Venn. And what is his position? Uh, supervisor of the checklist. So if you bump into Jeanette and Peter at the waffle breakfast, you can <laughs> ask them questions. Who's the best candidate, right? Also, we have on March 10th is town election day. Do not confuse that with town meeting. Town election day's Mont Vernon Village School MPR is when you go and vote on the school budget and the elected officers town offices so it's quick and easy you can go anytime between seven in the morning and seven at night and of course you're going to stop at the friends of the library bake sale we always need bakers for that if you're interested in baking Mm -hmm. Um, you can drop off your item either the night before 
between 4.30 and 7 or in the morning or whenever you come to vote, drop your platter of deliciousness off. Starbucks is going to sponsor the coffee, and we just do a donation jar on that too. So if you're walking by, you've just voted, you want to pick up a donut, go ahead and make a donation. It goes right back to the library. And then March 11th, which is Wednesday, is town meeting. So we vote on Tuesday, and then we gather together as a community on March 11th at town meeting at 7 p.m. What time should you really show up there? Mm, 6.30. At least by 6.30. At least mm -hmm. by 6.30. And what do you have to bring with you to get in the door? You need some form of photo identification. Exactly, because mm -hmm. that supervisor is the checklist. Maybe yeah. Peter, maybe Jeanette. <laughs> we'll find well, out. Well, it'll probably still be Peter, right. even if he... Don't they count the night before? Well, I think there's like a little grace period. Because remember, you know? Tim, Tim Barry came in last year and John. They swear in everybody at town meeting, though, don't they? Yeah, I mm. think so. Before town meeting starts, it would still be whoever was the incumbent. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. All right. So show up with your photo ID, get your seat, sit on the bride's side or the groom's side, mm -hmm. and then um, it will start exactly at 7 o'clock. So you don't want to be in line at 7 o'clock. Right. Don't show up on Mount Vernon time. Um, come early. And then after that, in town, community supper. Thursday, March 19th at the church at 5 p.m. Joanne, what's on the menu? Uh, we're having corned beef and cabbage. Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Yummy. Yummy. That would be delicious. And I don't know for sure, but I think somebody in that church makes really good soda bread, and it might be Luann Witte. Ooh. And I did see Mark Could be Walker. causing rumors. Oh, yes. Mark. It is confirmed. He will be dressed <laughs> as a leprechaun. So, I mean, that is just worth it right there. It's worth it to go to see Mark is one of the um, people that run that community supper. He might be the only man in that group, and he's super fun. He's super friendly, and mm -hmm. he makes an excellent leprechaun well so you don't want to miss it he had a good chuckle when he came in this morning to pick up a book and he's like oh yeah i'm going to be dressed as a leprechaun so you've got to see it you got to see it that's <laughs> so really funny and uh last but not least the easter egg hunt uh the town easter egg hunt the rec department runs that is going to be saturday april 11th amy what time did the poster say 10 to 11 30 10 to 11 30 yeah. so um yeah. when we used to run the rec department people would say but what time does the hunt start? So mm. it's not just an Easter egg hunt. It's it's a little social gathering in the beginning. I think there might be baby sheep. There might be baby sheep. There might be lamb. games or snacks or something. So go to the MPR and enjoy all that the rec department has set up for you. And then out on the McCullum Field is where the Easter egg hunt is. Mm -hmm. And I can't say what time the hunt starts. So you better show up at 1030 mm -hmm. right? and enjoy the full of uh, activities. And uh, we are doing the Peeparama contest here on that same day, which I'll talk about later. Um, but do stop by the library and see our Peep Dioramas. Yes. And that is it for town news. Can you think of anything else that's happening in town? Townsy. Hmm. Official, unofficial? I think that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, biggest thing is, of course, town meeting. Don't miss it. Absolutely. It's really fun. I didn't used to like to go to town meeting. Mm -hmm. I would dread it because I don't like confrontation. You might not know that about me. I didn't. I don't like it. It makes me very uncomfortable. I want mm -hmm. everyone to be friendly. Um, but then it started growing on me. And um, yeah, there might be some contentious bits, but that is that is what you need to do. Democracy. To, mm -hmm. I find it very powerful to go into the room with a piece of paper and, you know, kind of vote for things. 
um, anywhere else I've ever lived. I've never been able to do that. A representative did it for me. Mm-hmm. And sure. I feel empowered with that little piece of paper to say, yep, I want this or no thanks or I'm waiting you know, for this item for another year. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody around you makes their decision. Mm-hmm. How about you, Amy? Yeah, do you I, like it or would you? I do. I, I, I like the social aspect. You love theater, so sure. I mean, it's a little <laughs> it's, bit dramatic. You sometimes. can't get any more hands-on theater than that, really. It's I like I like seeing people. You know, like you, you see people you haven't seen in the winter because you haven't been out or whatever. Um, so that's fun. And then it is. It's like this is hands-on. You know, we we absolutely we have our card, we have our say, and we get to make our say correct and uh in rebecca rules talk she one thing that she said was that uh more often than not someone going up to the microphone to talk about a particular line or whatever can really change your mind we'll see how that goes so we'll see everybody at town meeting Mm -hmm. see you there excellent all right we're back and madison's in the house Yay! yay Okay, we're just going to talk really quickly. How's everything going? Good. Good. Yeah, I yeah. noticed on Instagram you've been popping up a lot of art. Are you back at it? I am, yeah, and I'm starting the book process. And Where is your workspace? Um, I am living with a friend right now, uh-huh. so I have just a little temporary desk set up, so hopefully we'll be getting settled in soon. So Perfect. the book is ready to go. Yes. Okay, so we'll talk about this. Can we talk about it on the podcast? Sure, I can't give specifics, but... Okay, so... <laughs> Talk about your opportunity that you got. So um, I, I went to school to um, do children's book illustration and have been looking kind of passively for, for those opportunities. And in November, was approached by a publishing company in New York about doing a nonfiction children's book. She's going to be famous. I know. Hopefully. <laughs> so you started, are you on the sketch process? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's all in the preliminary stages and it takes about a year for us, Joanne well knows, mm-hmm. for everything to truly come together. So that is where I am right now. Excellent. So of course we want her to focus on this opportunity and being so far away makes it impossible for you to get here at yes. the library, but we're super fans and we'll be following you and you know we can't wait for the book to come out. Yep, we're sharing absolutely. Oh, let's have her come back and do like <laughs> a book signing. signing. Yes. Well, because like Jill, she always does. Yeah. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it won't be out until 2022. That's fine. We'll be here. Plenty <laughs> <laughs> of time to play. Plenty of time to play. Maybe we'll be in the new library and you could be in the community room. Yay. Mm-hmm. Author signing illustrator visit. Hopefully, absolutely. Do you, ever meet the author um I don't know yet so typically no but there are some situations where folks live close by that you go on book tours with the author so So you get a transcript Mm -hmm. and from that they say make 88 drawings or or, do you know the number yeah so typically it's it's 32 but because it's nonfiction, it'll be between 80 and 90 oh my gosh I was just guessing yeah, that was a good guess. <laughs> I was exaggerating. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Is it color, black and white? It's um, I think mostly going to be in color. There might mm-hmm. be some some black and white, but okay. Well, we will miss you terribly, but um, you know, we're just a little drive away, and you can pop in here anytime. And I so appreciate you coming back to do the podcast because we need to learn how to do it ourselves right now. Right. So here we go. All right, moving on. We're going to talk about what's happening at the library. And I'm going to open with the winter reading program. It's almost over. March 21st is the first day of spring, and that's where we're going to cut it off, and someone's going to win that beautiful big basket that's been sitting in front of the fireplace that's mm-hmm. full of the hygge necessities, and um, there's a lot of people eyeing it. 
So, oh, yes. There are so many people that yep. just say, oh, I want to win hands, this so bad. <laughs> As if we would, you know, pick them. No, we got to do it fair and put it in the jar like a reaping bowl, right? Exactly. <laughs> and Coffee and Books is also ending on March 21st. Oh, they'll be sad. Oh, they don't yeah. like it when we end it. And I know Very we switched sad. it to tea one year at, just to keep it going a little bit longer. So maybe we need to talk to the friends and see if this is something we can keep going or... They're going to keep coming in on Tuesday. They really like it. And when I say they, I'm usually, I'm talking about our our gentlemen friends. that Mm -hmm. They go to the dump and then they come in for their cookies and coffee and conversation. I agree. And they really miss it when we mm-hmm. when we end it. I know it's going to take a couple of weeks for them to Pavlov response go in the library get a cookie. Yeah. Right, right. I feel like it should go on until the summer reading program starts where it's just crazy town and they don't want to come in. All right. But who I knows? I'm setting it up. So we'll see if we maybe can push it a little bit further. And then our adult craft night. I have to say adult craft last month was the flower arranging with the men only mm-hmm. and it was a huge hit again. Yep. I know my fun. husband attended. My husband attended. Yes, and there was um, 12 gentlemen there, and they made beautiful arrangements. Sue Reese, unfortunately, got stuck at work, right? But she made it up here at the end to kind of verbally praise everybody for their awesome arrangements. Mass and your arrangement was beautiful and ended up um, delivering to someone in need mm-hmm. in town. So that was like a win-win also. And uh, I thought it was great. So hopefully we'll do it again next year. And... The variety of arrangements, right? So my husband, I'll just throw him under the bus, complete engineer, made like a very compact, exact as the model. But mm-hmm. then there were people who just totally had like sticks stuck in there. Yeah. Big, wide arrangements, little ones, different flowers. So thought it was great. Um, any other comments about it? Um, I just think it's it's funny. Um, it we Bonnie and I had to run the flower workshop because... As you said, Sue, who's our florist, couldn't make it up, and she had given us little notes. And so I was just reading from her notes, and um, doing a workshop with these gentlemen was so different than doing a workshop how we normally do it with our lady friends. Yeah, our lady friends don't need any help. They're like, Well, they don't need any help, but they are more interested in what other people are doing, and... They and mm. getting different ideas and inspiration and is mine, is mine good? What's what's Kelly Derula doing? Oh God, don't look at hers. We'll be you know we'll be too jealous. But with the men, I said, put your ferns in, north, south, east, and west. Boom! I know, it was done. They were ready for next. the next, next, yeah. next, and I think they were having fun. But it's just a different. It was a different. Mind they thought task oriented, mm-hmm. less creative oriented. I mean, I think they did have fun and there was mm-hmm. chit chat, but it was it's not the same. Right. It's it, not the it same. always has good energy because yeah, so I liked it, but it made me, made me too. laugh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the adult craft night this month is with Mont Vernon artisan Annette and Marlika. Mm-hmm. She has agreed to come in as a community educator for a watercolor painting night. And her one request is to please have Persephia there. So it's 60 degrees today, and I'm they sure... They are in full bloom, your, yeah, your I, Persephia. So I picked Persephia, what, maybe a week and a half ago, two mm-hmm. weeks, just to see how long it would take to force them, and, like, they're already going. So um, I'm going to have to cut some more for sure. But yep. we'll have daffodils and tulips there and an inspiration, and we'll paint that night, and that is open right now. So I've already got five people signed up um, with just seven openings left. So call, sign up. 
And then we're going to have New Hampshire Fishing Game is coming to do a New Hampshire Brook Trout program. And that is another community educator. Rich Masters actually is um, oh, a speaker for New Hampshire Fishing Game. They have an official name. But he called me and he's like, hey, can I do this program? I said, sure. So that's March 26th and watercoloring is March 24th. So that's a busy week. Tuesday, March 24th at 7 p.m. is the watercolor class and the fishing game program about brook trout is Thursday, March 26th. And we already talked about Rama. Amy, you want to talk about museum passes? Sure. Uh, so people will probably be very interested upcoming this spring in both the passes for the Courier and the Museum of Fine Art, which is down in Boston. Um, the... The, the MFA, this is uh, the first time in 25 years that they'll be exhibiting all of the 35 Monet paintings that they own. Awesome. It's, um, what did we say, April 16th, 18th? April 18th, April 18th through August 23rd, so, so just you, a few short months. When you say that they own, were some of these in storage? They weren't even, right. oh, so, so they, not they have, just the ones that were randomly around the museum coming together, it's everything. They have, I guess you could call it a rotating collection, but the ones that they have out, they have that one room up on the second floor where they have Monet paintings all the time, but that's not their entire collection. They, they own other paintings, and some of them just haven't seen the light of day in probably, like they said, 25 years. So, so this is monumental. Here. You want to get there and see this. Okay, so because it's monumental, obviously it's going to be crowded all the time. Yes. And if you want to get a library pass, awesome, great yes. idea. Uh, that will reduce your entry fee to get into the museum because it's not considered a special exhibit, right? Like it's going to be. I don't believe so. I don't be think yeah. So, um, so and how in. does that pass work for the MFA? Okay, so the best thing about this pass is it's a takeaway pass. So you could pick up a pass right now and put it in your wallet until the day you go to the MFA, and um, multiple people can use passes on on the same day so right. like 10 people from Mount Vernon could go on a Saturday and they're not going to cut you off okay so, that's right. great I didn't know right and we have a limited number of passes when they're gone they're gone they're gone and we get them in October and they are valid for a full year so I think that this exhibit could you know draw a lot of passes out of our building so mm -hmm. if you are interested in going to see this exhibit between April and August don't wait come pick up your pass ready to go even if you go in august at least you have your pass so that might probably not be the best way but um that's how that's what i would do i would yes. pick up a pass and then hang on to it and, and then you pass. have it right yeah. and then how about the courier i saw something cool coming there right you were talking about that i think maybe you know more about that than i do I, you said it was about art in video games yeah so it's pretty cool um it's called open world video games and contemporary art it's from march 21st through june 28th and they have these huge screens that they're displaying. Like, I'm looking at the picture. Is this Pokemon? You'll know. And Fortnite? No, that's uh, Mario. 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 And down below, that maybe looks like... Might be Fortnite. I don't Might know. Be Fortnite. I don't know that <laughs> one. Okay. So we got to go because we don't know what it is. We don't know. But, um, but the Mario, I'm, the I'm afraid Mario my son sure. will want me to go to that. Yeah, so if you have kids that are really into this or adults who are really into it, I, I mean, these screens are giant. They're floor to ceiling of the video game art. So uh, this is definitely uh, an up-and-coming exhibit. And the passes for the courier are one a day. 
So you have to tell us when you're going, and then we stamp that date on the pass, and it's right. the only time you can use it. Uh, so you want to stop in, and we can reserve it for you, no problem. Call the library, 673-7888. Tell us the day you want to go. We'll write your name in the calendar. No one else can go on that day. But for sure, you want to um, check this one out. It's pretty cool. Okay. And that's it for museum passes. What other museum? Oh, the Fells. We have. Right. And they'll be opening up, but it's a little early to go there. Probably a little chilly. The, the trails are always open and the gardens, but the house itself doesn't open until Memorial Day weekend, right, I think. Summer, then. Right, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the Sea Science Center. That's been a popular pass, and they just changed it. Uh, we can only give one a day right. away. Yes. It used to be we had three passes, so we are asking you to reserve that pass also. And when you take it, you really have to go on that day. You can't be like, oh, Jenny was sick, I'm going tomorrow, because... Nope, you said you know you were going on this day, and they're getting a little bit stricter. Yes, uh, probably because it's so popular, and they're giving you a good deal. So exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Joanne. Yes, it's very exciting. <laughs> Wizarding Week is coming. Yay. Tell us about that, and okay, and all that's happening. Wizarding Week. It's our third annual Highly Wizarding Week. Um, it's super fun. It's um, April vacation. We're full. We have a bit of a waiting list. What does full mean? How many wizards signed up? 64 wizards. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. These are children ages grades 2 through 12th grade. It's mixed group of fabulous fun. We have a lot of people in the community that uh, teach classes, courses. So they're professors? Mm-hmm, professors. We also have... Um, Lunch, the Sahican High School chef um, and the superintendent of foods make our fabulous wizard-themed lunches. Um, Sue Higgins at the Purple House, the Victorian Village Bakery, makes all of our snacks. Um, so we have a lot of fun this year. We're having, besides China, we're also eating with... Um, glass cups and paper and pla- uh, cloth napkins so we learn also about manners Excellent. it's wonderful it's a lot of fun um it's based on the harry potter uh series so we are reading <laughs> and um it's a good way for kids to have something to do over april vacation for a limited um fee that goes right back in to the camp and I hope to do it as long as I can. Super it's a lot exciting. Of fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, it filled up very, very quick. So it did. It filled up quickly, and we are Your maxed super out. Super fans came in like right away. Yeah, we're maxed out. I, um, it's a good number. We can't really um, handle any more kids in this in that space. Um, but it's a full day. A full day of fun every day for the for the week, five days. Exciting. I know you so. have a lot of surprises for them this year. Yes. And so much work in the We're, next month. So no story time lapse it for the rest of March because this right. is prep time for Harry Potter and for summer. Can mm-hmm. you give us the quick theme on the summer reading program? Yep. It is called Imagine Your Story, and it's about fairy tales, myths, and legends. And um, yesterday, my, my Monday, was a full day of library planning. So I did wizarding in the morning. I did summer in the afternoon, and after dinner, I did kindergarten work. So, 
Um, it's a crushing time of year, but yeah. like, because the weather is like, you know, we're, this is a great time to plan. Right. So, so right now, um, the, imagine your story. It will be all about fairy tales, um, folk tales. Um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I was working on the reading log, which is about, um, like a beanstalk. So look Ooh. for beanstalks. So um, I love this idea of revisiting all the fairy tales. Yeah, because you assume all the children know them, but not. No, not they don't not know them. They don't know them, and, and but they're very good. They're rich and awesome, yeah. and you know. So there's a lot of. I'm excited about this theme. I want to do a lot of um, interesting things. I'd like to bring in some of the community um, favorite teachers. There's something I'm working on that I hope. I hope I get some people to say yes. I want to do fairy tales with your no favorites. You. So, <laughs> well, my favorites, Mrs. Dunn. Don't be jealous of other teachers. But, um, Mrs. Dunn, if you're listening, I'm coming after you. <laughs> be warned. So anyway, um, I'm working on that, and we'll be having our registration sometime in June. Excellent. We're going to talk about book recommendations, which is totally Amy's cup of tea. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah. What's going on in the book world? All right. Well, first I want to talk about um, the, the book clubs here at the library and just get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, so the Monday Morning Book Group will meet on April 6th, and they're reading Let the Great World Spin by Colin McCann. The Just the Classics book club. You know what? They actually met yesterday because yesterday was the first Monday. They met yesterday and they talked about white fragility. Uh Uh-huh. And then they're coming back. They handed out Let the Great World Spin by Colin McCann. So that's April 6th. Oh, April. A month from now. They'll talk about Let the Great World Spin. They just talked about white fragility. And that's uh, the first Monday of every month at 10 a.m. they meet. So then Just the Classics, which is the third Thursday of every month um, at 7 p.m., uh, March 19th, and I'm, I'm in that one, March 19th we'll be meeting to discuss Jane Eyre, and then April 9th we're going to talk about Hamlet. So we'll hand out Hamlet on March 19th. Um, so I had the pleasure of being kind of in the background of your book club last Thursday. Oh, yes. um, I was filling in for Madison's hours, and I was completely intimidated by the intelligence of this group. It was incredible. And I'm yes. not saying you shouldn't jump in on this group, but if you are really into literature, specifically the classics, this is the book club for you. I felt like everybody at the table was like a professor. <laughs> I learned more about Anne Frank just sitting in the background and mm-hmm. The fact that two of your members, including you, had been to Anne Frank's house, I right. was like, what is the chance? So yes. this is a really good book club. It and is a great group of people. It went um, very smoothly. Like I, I felt like the conversation never stopped, and mm-hmm. everybody was a contributor. And your next book is? That's Jane Eyre, Jane March Eyre, 19th. Right. We're talking so about anybody who's interested in a, a legit book club um, with serious discussion, serious but like, you know, educated um should jump into this book club for sure yes it's great it was impressive so impressive like definitely i was (laughs) i was like wow you said it was good but it's It's good you were underplaying it so uh strong membership too there was at least 12 people at the table that night i think so and that's one of one of the the that's about the size of this i mean it, it filled the room it's a good group one of the members has a friend who actually lives in connecticut and he's joined us twice for the Just the Classics book club because it just happens to be something that he's interested in. And, and if it, it works out that he's in town around the same time, Swing him back. Come. And he did say that he would be joining us in March for Jane Eyre. So. Great. Well, I have to say, great. outstanding. Thank you. Good job. 
All right, so on to what I've been reading. I wanted to mention two books that I read recently. One of I, I, I one I actually talked about last month that I wanted to read, and I have read it. Upright Women Wanted by Sarah Gailey. That's the one that was um, <clears throat> how was it described? A cowboy opera for the 22nd century or something like that. So it's, it's just a short novel. Um, some people have almost even called it a novella because it's so short. I want to say it was around 160 pages. So really quick read, really fun. It's um, a group of librarians traveling on horseback and wagon, uh, <laughs> distributing materials for readers in all these far-flung communities out in the West. And maybe they follow the rules, but maybe they don't. Maybe they're a little subversive. And I did want to mention that this was the second book that I've read recently that had a character that used gender neutral pronouns, which that's so as opposed to saying he, his, she, hers, it's they, theirs. And that's the second book recently that I've, I've had a character so like that. So maybe a trend. So yeah, so um, that was really interesting and something different to learn about. And the other book that I wanted to mention, which we don't own it yet, but maybe we can get it, is called The Warehouse by Rob Hart. Ooh, I haven't heard about it. And this. it came out last year, so it's it's been out for a little bit, and this is a book that one of our patrons borrowed through interlibrary loan read it really quickly and when it came back i thought huh this looks interesting i'm going to read it and it's if you could imagine that this story is what amazon will be in another 50 to 100 years Ooh. and it's honestly a little terrifying so it was it was a really exciting read it really kept me going i read it really quickly um and so i, th I think people would would enjoy kind of being happy that we're not at that point yet and then makes you wonder what could we do to not get to this point and this it's fiction it's completely fiction but you could see where oh yeah wow this is where it could be um so that's those are two that i've read and then books that i'm looking forward to um so coming up so cecilia ahern back in 2004 wrote the book p.s i love you mm -hmm. and they made it into a movie in 2007. It was a, you know, kind of a very sappy, endearing women's chick, chick flick kind of movie. Um, so she just came out with the sequel to P.S. I Love You, and it's called Postscript. And that's actually out right now. Uh, I think it came out maybe a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. uh, Sarah Gailey, who wrote the Upright Women Wanted book, she has a young adult book that's coming out today, actually, called When We Were Magic. I think that would be great. Other books that I'm looking forward to, Chris Bajalian, his latest book is called The Red Lotus. That comes out March 17th. Are you going, is he doing a talk at Gibson's? He is, I yes. So Gibson's Bookstore in Concord, they are actually having him in on Sunday, March 15th. Oh, that soon. So uh, 2 to 3.30 at Gibson's in Concord. It's two days before the publication date. So you can actually go to Gibson's that day. Go like take a book? Buy a copy of the book, have Chris Bajalian sign it, and walk out the door with it two days before the rest oh of the world. Oh my God, you're going to have it so, read before it's even pubbed. <laughs> I'm totally going to be there that day. So join me. Come see Chris Bajalian. He's wonderful to hear in person, too. He's got lots of great stories, and he's very personable. Um, so that's coming out March 17th. Also on March 17th is a book called Beheld by Tara Shea Nesbitt. And that is set in the Plymouth Plantation, Plymouth Colony, and there's a murder. Um, it, and it's all strong women characters, so I think that one will be really compelling. And there's another book coming out in March called Lakewood by Megan Giddings. Kind of a futuristic, but not science fiction-y futuristic, more uh, dystopian book 
Um, and I'm, I'm a sucker for anything like dystopian post-apocalyptic. So that one I thought looked interesting too. And then the only other book I want to mention really quick, it doesn't come out until September, but I just, I'm chomping at the bit for this one. Majesty, which is the follow-up to American Royals, which is, yes. it's a YA book, but it's so fun. So mm-hmm. fun. That's coming out September 1st. So they right. just announced that. Right. So much. And then um, the Hunger Games book, that's coming. Right. Cool. Yes. That's, that's what I'm most looking forward to. And I thought about rereading the series. Oh, sure. Um, but the audios are so good too. So I, I might do it on audio. Listen to it. Yeah. And it's a... It's a prequel to Hunger Games, correct? Yes. So, like, maybe I don't have to read all it's, three I think it's supposed to be set, like, 60 years before mm-hmm. everything that happens in the Hunger Games. It's going to be exciting. Yes. yes. Excellent. So, how about you, Bonnie? What have you been reading? Um, so, you and I both read Dear Edward. Yes. And I'm highly recommending this yes. title. So, it was excellent start to finish. And I didn't cry, but I could have at the end. It was emotional. Yes. I think if I was in a room alone, I might have. <laughs> Teary-eyed, yeah. I was teary-eyed for sure. Um, but the premise is that a, there's a plane crash, and Edward is the only survivor, and he's 12 years old, and we follow him from when he's 12 till he's 18, and all that happens. And it pulls in, um, I, I don't want to call them characters, but uh, the other passengers are part of the story also, mm-hmm. and their families. And it's beautifully written, and <laughs> Susan Hoover came in, she's a patron, and she's like, I'm heading on a trip, jumping on a plane, and she had oh. dear Edward in her hand. Oh, like, oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> You're definitely gonna not wanna read that on the airplane. And um, for me, it will forever change um, when I get on an airplane, like where I'm sitting, and who sure. is sitting next to Thinking me. Thinking about all those other people on the plane. All those other people on the plane, and the stewardess, and just like where everybody's going, and, and mm-hmm. their families. So um, I highly recommend Dear Edward, and I don't have the author's name right on the top of my head. Mm. Um, we'll have to look it up. And then I'm, my nonfiction title, because I, I like to alternate, is Why We Can't Sleep. And um, I thought this was just another sleep study book, but it's actually mm. not. It is about um, our generation, Gen Xers, and what's happening in our lives and why we have so much anxiety and why we're having like midlife crises and oh. what our midlife crises are. So um, I'm a Gen Xer and I identify more with the boomers because I have older siblings. Sure. So like I always think of myself as them, but I'm not. I'm actually in this other group. And some of the things that they're talking about are like, um, you know, your kids, you're taking care of your kids, but you're also taking care of your elderly parents. Oh, of course. Um, You are still, as soon as you get done with your student debt, you're paying your children's student debt. And you were part of this housing thing that happened, Mm -hmm. you know, in the early 2000s. And maybe you survived that financially. Maybe you didn't. Right. So it compares us to millennials um, and boomers. And so it's really interesting. A lot of research went into it. Um, I don't feel like I'm having a midlife crisis, but um, the book is pointing out how simple, you know, it could be to be in these situations Mm -hmm. because of just like what happened with the economy and how many kids you had and how educated, you know, what happened in 1980, you know, to 2000s that affect um, our midlife crises now as we're turning 50, so, or like 40s, 50s. So it's very interesting. It's not light reading, you know, as I'm reading it, I'm like, am I having a but um it's certainly just you know one of the quick nonfiction self-help books i'll put it in that category but interesting read you know so that's it for me right now very good and joanne's not here she had to run over to kindergarten right but um of course she's reading all her book club titles Uh, i think it's they're going on their last meeting right now all the junior book clubs right they just got handed out the last book 
that so, they'll talk about in April. So she only has four titles to read. <laughs> but yep, she's gone. So um, no recommendations from Joanne. Sorry, not this month. Anything else? Oh, I looked up uh, the author for Dear Edward is Anne Napolitano. Okay, yes, and that's going to be a hot. Well, I think people are going to read that all year. It's going to be one of those mm-hmm. that just stays on, goes in and out and in and out. Yep. Mostly because we're going to recommend it to people. Sure. But it's a good beach read. I could see that. Yeah. Absolutely. The I'm song. not going to give it to yep. anyone who's going on a plane. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's a car ride, Jason. All right, excellent. We'll be moving on to segment three then for our interview with David Sturm. All right, we're moving on to segment three, which is our interview uh, portion of the podcast. And I think we have a super fan here, David (laughs) Stern. Welcome, David. Better known as Mr. Moderator. Mm -hmm. Show some respect, people. Okay. Um, Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Is it everything you dreamed of from listening to the podcast? (laughs) I love this library, and the podcast is excellent. Thank you for being one of our first followers. Is that what they're called? Madison followers. Yes. We go in and look at the statistics and it said like, oh, 668 listens. So oh, yeah. um, that was in December. We looked at statistics. So what number follower am I? Um, I'm hoping you were like number three or five. <laughs> yeah. I think you were the first one. So it doesn't tell you that actually. We can't see names, right? But um, the we'll number go with three. We'll go with you were number three. So you were in early on our success. We're going viral any second. So... <laughs> All right, we always ask the people we interview, are you comfortable, are you good, um, how they landed in Montpellier. That's right. right? This is an important, it's important to kind of set the tone here. How and when did you arrive in Montpellier? So I arrived in Montpellier in 2003 when I bought my home on Main Street. Mm -hmm. I'd lived in Amherst for quite a while, but rarely came up here. And um, Isn't that everybody's Amherst story? Yeah. Wait, how do you get to Montpellier? <laughs> <laughs> go north, right. go up the hill. Um, got divorced, so I was looking for a house. And then that That's house how. just appeared? Well, the, the house that's similar to my house, I live in a cape, um, at the end of the turnpike was for sale. And I looked at it, I put an offer in. It was a seller's market. I didn't get that house. I was bummed. But then my house came on the market. Much better house. Yes. You're Much right on Main lot. Street. Right on I Main Street. I love being on Main Street. Yes, it's like yeah. a little neighborhood that we're all a part of. And I don't live on Main Street, unfortunately. I'm you looking, should. currently yes, looking you should. for <laughs> <laughs> Dan would just give me the blue house. But. <laughs> Anyways, I practically am a neighbor because I live in here. That's so right. um, we yes, do, you do. We love your house. I, I love how the candles are in the window. It just is so like period and you haven't changed it. And it looks great. So do you, um, does your house have a history of? Or a name. Or a name. Or a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it undoubtedly has a history because I believe it was built, <clears throat> at least the main part of it, in 1798. Mm. Um, there were three interesting things that happened when I moved in, um, and I don't know if the house has a name or not. I Ooh, we'll have to look it up in history. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. I should dig into that. I've looked through the um, Historical Society's book on homes, mm-hmm. but I haven't really dug into it. What would you name the house, Joanne? Little sister. Ooh. Little sister. <laughs> I like quaint cottage. It's cottagey looking, but the barn makes it look big. Yeah. Like yeah. in addition on. All right. Amy, the, the any ideas room. for naming his house? No. Do you have a metal roof? On the barn. Yeah, on the barn. Right. Hmm. Which must be nice to listen to um, rainstorms. Even snow. Mm-hmm. When it snows, oh, it's sort that. of whispery in Ooh. the barn. And when it rains, 
and it rains hard, mm-hmm. it's actually kind of noisy. Yeah. Good yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. yeah. That metal roof will be there long after we're all gone. Yeah. All right. You are a lawyer by trade, but you've also held elected positions in town. Cemetery trustee, moderator. Are there any others? In town? Oh, I got roped into serving on the zoning board by my wife, who was the chairman of the zoning board. (laughs) How was that? (laughs) (laughs) I may officially still be an alternate, but... uh, I think you are. I read it in the report. <laughs> Is that true? Mm-hmm. That's good yep. to know. Good to know. Okay. Yeah. You okay. could be called on at any minute to rezone the entire For some town. zoning emergency. Mm, I've got a question <laughs> for later. Yeah. Okay. How long have you been a town moderator and why did you run for this particular position? I don't remember how long I've been the town moderator. Oh. Um, 10 years maybe? Okay. I'm not like sure. It? I was at one of the presidential elections serving as a um, party monitor, mm-hmm. and the current moderator had just resigned, and one of the selectmen and I were talking, and the next thing you know, he's calling me <laughs> and asking me if I would fill out that term, and then I threw my hat in the ring in the election because moderator is an elected position, and strangely enough... Not that many people run for moderator. Oh, you're so perfect for it because you need someone who is like, you know, has commands authority, right? Because you're the boss of town meeting, kind of, right? You got to run the show, but you also be very knowledgeable. So I imagine your legal expertise comes in handy, you know, and you have to be able to hit the gavel. Hit the with, gavel. Um, well, <laughs> is, there, is there a term limit? No. Oh, every two years you run again. Okay. So I'm up for election in March. Oh. Feel free to write in somebody else. No, no, no we like kidding. you. Not writing you in. We like you. Do you have any good town meeting tales from your time as the boss? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Um, any fights you had to break up? Anyone arrested? Close. You know, as moderator, I do have the authority to fine people if they're out of line. <gasps> I didn't know that. By state statute, a dollar. A dollar? A dollar. How funny. Have you ever fined no, anybody? Have you no. been? I've been tempted. Have you threatened? <laughs> I'm probably going to have to threaten this year, would be my guess. Yeah. You could maybe do that in the start. Yes. Uh, before. I and might have to do that. I always is like that to, how you're going to keep the peace? I like to keep things light mm-hmm. and keep things moving and run the meeting as quickly as I can so that everybody has their say. But boy, sometimes don't the discussions get a bit tedious. They sure do. They do. They do. Um, do you have a timer up there for a number of minutes allowed at the microphone? Because I did read it's three minutes. I read it's three, three minutes. minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you like this? Uh, no, but I might have to this year around. <laughs> Not I'm, sure. We'll I wish you get you a little egg timer that you can put up there. I've got these juggling balls that are red, green, blue, you know, uh-huh. red, yellow, green. So uh-huh. I can do like green, then yellow, and then red. Oh, how funny. Because when you, you do oral arguments in the legal profession, they do have those sorts of lights uh-huh. so that you know when your time's up. This oh. is why he's perfect for the job. Like, are you going to like give everybody the little rundown? Because you know it's going to be hot. I think so, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, if you are not familiar with the rundown, on page 8 and 9 of your town report, you can review, I love this, common sense, strong suggestions for decorum. There's only four of them. So, um, you know, here's one that I, I wouldn't think. Please feel free to get up and move around and be comfortable. I don't notice that people do that, mm-hmm. but it's allowed. And then there are the moderator rules of procedure, and there's 12 of them. So you want to read the rules quickly through, and it's about making motions and how to vote 
And what else is in here? It's How to very, end the meeting. <laughs> it's very distilled, Robert's Rules of Orders, because yes. Robert's Rules of Orders get extremely complicated. They do. Yeah. My favorite book, you know. Restricting reconsideration is very important. Don't forget that one. Someone's oh. got to go to the microphone after we vote through something so that Absolutely. three hours later at the end of the meeting, you can't come back and revisit whatever line you guys just argued about for an hour. I remember right? my first town meeting would have been March 2004, blizzard that night and i think it ended well after midnight wow but is that when you did the school at the same time as the town no i was just an attendee i wasn't mm -hmm. part of it um so yeah so here in mount vernon we have traditional town meeting for the town but then we have the sb2 the deliberative session so that procedure saves time for school but what it really does in my opinion is puts the power to control the agenda in the people that show up for the deliberative session, which are usually far fewer than the number of mm -hmm. people that vote. Really small. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad we at least have town meeting for the town portion. Absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. We're small enough in this town that we can continue to do that. And I hope we do. As part of Rebecca Rule's talk this week, and she did the humanities program for us on yeah. um, Moved in Second. I wanted to, I couldn't make that. She was fantastic. But one of the things she said was, um, how important it is to go to town meeting, you mm -hmm. know, and you sometimes you go in there and you're fully decided, you think you're fully decided. Someone goes up to the microphone and clarifies and changes your mind. You know, you just needed to hear a voice of reason on a particular topic. And the one example they used was um, they asked the DPW director why he was so over budget. And he went up to the microphone and said, it snowed. And, you know, like you get all angry when you're looking at the town report, like, oh, they were $10,000 in overtime. Uh, but he simply explained, hey, we had a couple of blizzards and we were out all night. You know, two it, words. Right. It, it diffuses snowed. the whole situation. So yeah. if you don't go to town meeting, you don't hear the argument, you don't understand. So we're looking forward to those people going to the microphone to explain themselves. And there's some big warrants up this year. So there could be a lot of discussion, correct? There probably will be a lot of discussion on a couple of them, mm -hmm. would yeah. be my guess. Um, and we have a bond vote, and there's rumblings that we're going to have a secret ballot. Yes, that was one of our good questions here. So I read that you need five people to petition, or you can just decide if one person comes up to you and says, I want a secret ballot, the moderator can make that decision. Um, How do you feel about that? Well, so it's the town's meeting, and I'm just leading the parade. So I can make rulings, the town can overrule my rulings. Correct. But for a secret ballot, I'm going to require that the statute be met um, to a T, which is five people have to be present, they have to present it in writing, and I'm mm -hmm. going to make sure they're present. So it's not that I'm trying to squelch a secret ballot, but I just want people to know who's asking for the secret ballot. So they can't just call legitimate. you, hey, David, we'd like this to be secret ballot. No it can do. Has to happen no. on the floor that day or you floor. could be presented a petition early. I could be presented a petition early. Okay. But then when we get to that vote, I'm going to ask if they're still there. Okay. So and what if no someone mystery. wants to do it that night? They could write you a little slip. Oh, they can do it that right night. That? Sure, mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. They just have to be there and um, before any vote is taken. And it takes a little longer when we no, do be, a secret ballot. No, before any vote on that issue. I see. So we could have a secret ballot request for, you know, number six on the warrant mm -hmm. and have already voted on the first three, four. And you have to five. do secret ballot for the warrant article for, for town hall because of the amount of money? 
Because it's a bond. Right. Oh, because so it's a bond. So for bonds, you have to have the, the voting open for an hour. Oh, that's right. So, but I'm going to continue the meeting while that hour runs. Sure. I mean, I'll stop it while the line goes through and votes, mm -hmm. but then we'll keep it open for an hour. Okay. And it does, it makes town meeting a little bit longer, secret ballot, but it's important. And then who's counting the secret ballot? Well, our excellent town clerk, Belinda, takes okay. care of all that. She is she excellent. She does phenomenal job makes me look great mm -hmm. and does a lot of the heavy lifting all right she really so no nonsense and she knows yep. what's going on mm -hmm. and she knows how we're supposed to do things good we're clerk. lucky to have her and the state does provide good training mm -hmm. oh yeah She's, yeah the clerk job is no joke yeah yeah no, I, I wouldn't i wouldn't want that job <laughs> i would not either no. here's something that i thought was kind of funny so of course we just had our presidential primary this is a big year for elections because we have the presidential primary, we have town meeting, then we have our state primary in September, and then of course we have the presidential so election. In I don't the fall. think people know that you have to you have to attend that, right? Like you have to take work off that day and, and be present. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And same thing with Belinda. It's like a big part of the job. Well, it's part of Belinda's job, and for me, I'm essentially a volunteer. I mean, I get a very modest stipend. Mm -hmm. um, so what was I saying? Um, All the the primaries. Elections. Oh yeah. So. Um, yeah, so there are four elections this year. But you had asked a question, and I wanted... Oh, before the presidential primary and following Iowa's debacle mm -hmm. with their vote... Oh, that was a mess. All of, our, all of the election officials, moderators, town clerks, etc., got a nice little email from Bill Gardner, our Secretary of State, of course. The subtext, you know, it said, you know, I'm looking forward to you all doing a good job for our 100th, you know, end year anniversary of our presidential primary. But the subtext was, don't screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's a part of town meeting that makes me nervous. When we have our little piece of paper and you have to raise your hand yeah. and then you go down the aisle and you're counting and like I have my hand up. And that I'm, makes me nervous too. I'm voting <laughs> no for something that I'm like, oh. I wish I could get this over with. Right? Like, her, Put it so down. can you count fast? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of Because times. I'm always like holding up like who's behind me, who is hating on me right now for voting no on whatever the item is, you know. But you're like, I have to count the no's and then the yeses. So... A do you of, write it down? Like, are you just like, do you visually say like, a lot of times it's, yes a lot wrong. of times it's obvious. Okay. So if it's close, occasionally gonna... when it's close, then that's when I count. Okay. Right. That, that's my nervous moment. It's a very <laughs> nervous meeting, moment. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I first started attending town meeting, mm -hmm. like I would look to certain people like that I respected or thought had more knowledge than I, I would, I would not not vote, but I'd be like, Ooh, like. Maybe Eileen Neighbor knows more about this than I do, and I would wait to see if her hand would go up and down. And that's the influence of town meeting, yeah. right? So it's very powerful who puts the hand up and, and down. Your, yeah, your opinions are public, obviously. Some obviously. people, that's not a problem. Right. Other people are a little more hesitant to do that. That's why I kind of like secret ballot on some you know touchy items that maybe yeah. you don't want a certain department to know how you voted for their item. Right. So that's very helpful. So we'll just see how many secret ballots. Mm -hmm. Very good. All right, moving on. Okay. You just turned 60. One. 61. Oh, you had another oh! birthday? Oh. In December. Oh, that's why. Oh, okay. And his and surprise you, party was a that's super right. surprise. That's right. And, and the you, surprise party was really about my finishing the Ironman. That's what we That's what I was going to okay. talk about it, that you're, you did a triathlon. And uh, we want to know, what tops that? Or is it all downhill from here? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the Tour de France? Hiking Mount Everest. He literally, I would put him on the list for both of those things. Yeah. Unless you're done. Tour de France is for pros, and uh -huh. I'm far from a pro. Uh -huh. And Everest is way too crowded. 
<laughs> he was considering it, but it's too Do you have another plan on the horizon? Um, right, what's 61 if 61? I'll tell you was... what this summer's plan is. Finish painting the house. That's, that's its own triathlon. If you want to practice, there's a little bit of our house. Yeah, we, and then we're, we're, we're trying to... Um, home projects yep and um i'll probably do a couple short triathlons this summer so the big track the iron man that was huge so like it consumed a year of your life for training correct i started in january i saw you the race was in august all summer like on the road like yeah i felt like handing water bottles out to him you did that one that one time and i was like clapping him on because like it's huge thank you for that yes and we wanted you to finish actually i think it was your daughter's water bottle so thank her for that I was like, guy. It, it was, was like, that was a hot day. It was a hot day, and he was far from home. And I thought to myself, no, we're not going down this way. We're not going to dehydrate. I had already <laughs> right. consumed all the water I had. So yeah, so my huge my accomplishment, especially Saturday long bike, Sunday long run, topped mm-hmm. out at five hours for bike rides, three hours for runs. So I went, speaking of Tour de France, after I would do my long bike rides on Saturday, then I just flop on the sofa the rest of the day because it's about all I could manage. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a huge goal, so congratulations. And the, yeah, and the event was at um, Montreblanc in Quebec, which is a fantastic venue. All right. Good. That sounds like 61 to me. <laughs> All right, we're ready. Okay, I have another question okay, before what's our the last speed question? run. Oh. Well, you were instrumental in the million-dollar donation oh, yeah. bequeathed by Sherry Conyers and will likely go down in history as her legal advisor, in the same way that William Conant is recognized as Sophia Dalen's counsel. So, of course, we'll need to paint your portrait. <laughs> Look I'm at in. this portrait. <laughs> so we have this giant, gorgeous portrait of William Conant, uh-huh. which his children uh-huh. donated. Uh-huh. I mean, it really... Sherry doesn't have children to donate. I'm it overshadows <laughs> um, Sophia's, po- Sophia's I portrait. I have not even noticed those pictures. Yeah. So, we, those so we need two more portraits yes one of sherry and one of you and one of david in all seriousness that was a phenomenal thing that mm-hmm. sherry did it certainly and was you were a very we, good we secret some, keeper some, both of you put some time in getting to that point mm-hmm. say that much uh-huh. and fabulous it, and it was kind of fun and at times difficult to keep my mouth shut but that's that's your job <laughs> that's my job that's your job to so. come in here with a secret mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm yeah. No, you are a good secret keeper. Thank you. What are your hopes for the new library in Mount Vernon? I hope it gets up um, and gets constructed soon because I'm looking forward to sitting on that front farmer's porch. Oh, yeah. There may be naming rights to those chairs. <laughs> I mean, I'm not fundraising on the spot, but I'm just saying. You yeah. only brought a million dollars to the table. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, well, you also bought a couple of leaves, too. Yes. You're a leaf donor. You're everything. You're a friend of the library. You're a leaf donor. So, like, that's how we know you're pro-library. And Very much so. Yes. So, we want to build that library for you. I mean, so, I'm glad to know you're on the porch. There's a bunch of people who can't wait to sit on that yeah. porch. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy when people say, we have the internet. Why do we need libraries? Nice. Libraries have changed somewhat in their mission. You're doing a great job here, and I'm not just saying that. You know, um, with the programs you have, like last Saturday, um, flower arranging for males, which I should have probably <laughs> been involved in. Next year, and you're, you know, all the children's programming and everything that all of you do. It's just great, and this podcast is pretty fun too well we're trying to keep it moving but yeah a new bigger space would be super helpful and i think this town is ready for it i hope they are um it's only getting bigger and better here and it moves the town forward to kind of you know put that new building up there and then fill this with something vital 
you know, between the rec department and historic yeah, society. It's yeah. a beautiful space. We've, it's a fantastic space. Yeah, you want to use this and open those doors. So. And we need a gathering place in town. Yeah. Because there's, you know, there's a general store, but there's really no place to sit and stay. It's true. I mean, there's a couple of chairs up front. Right. I just, I just actually wrote a grant for the portion of the library that's kind of like this community social mm -hmm. area, small, and I'm hoping we get it uh, because that would just be another addition to the fundraising. Knock on wood, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right, enough about new library. We got to do the speed round. All right, I heard ready? the bells speed ringing round. already. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. Oh, should I be nervous? No. No, it's good. All right. Last book that you've read. The last book that, that I finished reading was Sorry. called, oh, what was it called? Um, it was about the Flanders Salient in World War One, near Ypres, um, in Belgium. So it was a it was a book about World War One. I'd wanted to read about World War One for a long time, and we're going to Belgium in a month. Exciting! Ooh, oh, perfect! Very yeah. good. All right, guilty pleasure TV show. Orange is the New Black. Ooh! Oh, I've seen a couple of those. Is that it's on good. Netflix? Yeah. Yes. Or Hulu? Is it Netflix? Okay. Yes. All right. Secret talent. Uh wow. Um running meetings, telling jokes. I'm pretty good joke teller. Oh yeah, you you're That's you're right. gonna do stand up comedy on um, March fifteenth. That could be your secret talent. Telling jokes and doing stand up comedy are kind of two different things uh -huh. because the stand up comedy is material that I've written. Well but yeah, so at the at this local club that? Zingers oh, March named, the fifteenth. This will be out. Before that. So people will be down there. Yeah. Yeah. David we'll Sturm, Zingers, March fifteenth. I can't wait. I wanna go. All right. I hope you do. Best breakfast in Mount Vernon. I mean, in Milford, sorry. Oh, we go to the Union Street Grill a lot. Really? I yeah. wouldn't have guessed that. Oh. So your office is right there. That's why I put this question because I'm like, he must have meetings and all kinds of breakfast There are 14 places to get so breakfast many. on the Oval. What's and your order at Union Square? Um, whatever seafood omelet's on the menu for the day. Oh, I've what never been there. Surprise. Wow. I There's go not there. always a seafood omelet mm -hmm. on the menu. But, you know, like scallops and bacon and whatever. That sounds still I've never yeah. been there. I, I River House is also time. quite nice. I know. I, I always I get pulled into River New, House. My I haven't been to River House since it's moved to the new location. I've All right. There. I'm going. All right. All right. I have another question. Okay. Most memorable experience with a skunk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've done your homework, haven't you? <laughs> I have a note about As if you had more than one. <laughs> was that the Sunday night when the fire department was called to our house? That was one. <laughs> What was that response time? I hope less than three minutes. <laughs> well, um, Officer Hollywood showed up really quickly and helped us move stuff out of the way. Slaving. Anyway, skunk barn, these you know gas things that you light that are, look like a big firecracker, but that just put off smoke. In a rash moment, I threw one under the barn, egged on by my wife. She will cop to being part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Anyway caught the barn on fire in a very minimal way thank goodness yes thank goodness but it was a we came out smelling like a rose because it was part of the barn that was in bad shape and after the fire department got done chainsawing part of the wall away to, oh, to make sure the fire was there out, a long time uh -huh. then we were able to repair it properly excellent so it gave yeah. a lot of good entertainment over the decades the old timers so the sill had gotten wet it sagged. The old timers just kept stacking more and more wood on top of where it sagged rather than repairing it. Right. Because that's the way they did. So yeah. there was so much wood that came out of there to fix it properly. Right. But anyway, it's a, a great project shape you now. wanted to Thank do. Thank you for asking me about that. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> and our last question is favorite Girl Scout cookie? 
Thin mints, no doubt. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah, no hesitation. Right off the top. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, I hate to end this, um, but it is a little after 10, so we've got to open. Joanne's got to go to kindergarten. You probably have a trial or something to go to, right? Don't do trial work. <laughs> I probably all? have some phone calls to make. Okay, no. make some phone no, calls. No, I don't. No, I do estate planning and go to the office. Less dramatic. Yes. Sheila's the one who goes to trial. All right. I'm going to imagine you went to trial. She's the tough one. She's the tough yeah. guy. I did a jury trial years ago. Mm-hmm. Not your cup One was enough. One's enough. Yes. All right. We're going to see everybody at town meeting. We're going to see you up in the front. Yes. Are you going to wear your blue vest, your orange vest? What can we expect for your <laughs> I time? don't know. I, um... They said dress fancy a little. Rebecca said you should wear your best flannel shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll expect or, or you. my flannel um, hat. Right? Something. My, my plaid. Little flaps on the side. The one with the flaps. That one. All right. Well, best of luck keeping order at town meeting. Thanks and for I don't care if it's long. Sure. I'm excited. I'm bringing all the goodies and the mints and like we'll be on the Bring drive. Oh, you had a question. Mints. About what? Is it appropriate to play bingo? Oh, yes. Okay. So in the past, and maybe you haven't noticed, in the library section, (laughs) we have a little bingo card. It's all good. Are you sure? Okay. Absolutely. Sometimes I feel like it's making light of a serious situation, but you're not offended by our bingo card. Would you like one for yourself? We'll drop one up. So I always give Belinda one. She's always up there playing, but... I um, probably won't be able to play, but I would love to have one for my scrapbook. Okay, good. And that's what I, that's what I use it for, a bookmark. And so, All right, bingo's approved okay, good. by the moderator. Bingo, absolutely. Two Excellent. thumbs up. Good. Thank you, Mr. Moderator. Enjoy time you're meeting welcome. this year. Keep doing it. I'm going to not pencil somebody, and I'm going to vote for you. Yeah. I think you're the best at it so far. I'll do it again. All right, good. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye.